Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers. In fact, ales for everyone. Turn backward. With Rick and Rick and Will and Zemma. Oh, yes. Hello and welcome to Ten Backward, a UK-based Star Trek podcast featuring myself, Will Turland, this lady to the right of me, Gemma Turland. Hello. A man over the internet, Rick Palmer. Ahoy hoy. (laughs) And uh, potentially another man called Rick Everson, um, who may or may not be joining us. Uh, we're, We're not sure. We, yeah, he might be we, asleep. He might be asleep. We tried. We tried to. Usually, we try to record these reaction episodes as soon as we can after we've watched the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but this week, um, Gemma, Gemma, and Rick were were out gallivanting we around were, the town, we were painting the town. Brown. Brown. They cut her out. They cut her out of space. <laughs> indeed, we were indeed. Yeah. Which appears to be a bit of a kind of a purpley pink. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that that just to clarify, that's a Nicholas Cage Nicholas Cage movie Cage. that you went to see, isn't yes. it? Yes. Um, and then so we would so we thought well, we'll do the podcast Saturday night instead, mm-hmm. uh, and that'll be fine. But then. Last night, um, Rick Everson fell asleep uh, and didn't join us. And, and we um, had computer trouble. We had a computer, yeah. So it wouldn't work anyway. So, so we just thought, oh, for goodness sake, we give up. We're done. But we're back tonight. A um, few days later than planned, we're here and we're ready to talk about the episode uh, six of Star Trek Picard. Huzzah! The impossible um, box. The impossible box. Do you know, I was going to call it the forgotten box, and I thought, I don't know if that's right. I'm going to wait till somebody else says the title of it. <laughs> and Rick did, so thanks, Rick. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I think we, you know, uh, spoiler alert, we all really liked this episode, didn't yeah. we? Yes, yeah. we did. It was very good. Yeah. Um, um... I just And you yeah. will be happy. You were specifically happy, Will, because you've been you've been griping mm-hmm. a tad about them not not what? getting to the point. I have uh, um yeah. plot wise. I've made some minor like, yeah, minor like, mumbles about yeah. the pacing <laughs> of this series. Um you know, mostly I'm okay with it. But yeah, I, I really liked actually the pace of this episode. I liked that we uh, that, that nothing sort of contrived happened to delay Picard's mission. No. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like he got onto the cube and he, he just got on with it. I don't basically. know that. I don't think you could say that anything previously has been contrived to no, delay. Wait a minute, it. Wait a minute. What about the bit where they were they were all set to go and um, find? Um, uh, what's his name? And then they were like, "Oh, we've got to go to Free Cloud." No, they had to go. What? They oh yeah, yeah. Wait, where did they go to? Oh, they went to the um, the, the planet where yeah. the Romulan colony was. Yeah, yeah. So that. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, apart but, from that, yeah. no, that was to pick up Elnor. We need Elnor. It was. Yeah. <laughs> Interestingly, I do think in this episode, it um, uh, Narek's Narek's sister was sort of a bit impatient with. That his progress in yeah. kind of getting on with deciphering 
the where the synth homeworld was basically um yeah. and and the title of the episode relates to i'm guessing it relates to does it relate to the, that little kind of contraption that he plays with or is it the yeah the, the puzzle yeah, box yeah. yeah yeah so i think i think the writers maybe maybe kind of were telegraphing a little bit well at this point we need to get the story kind of moving along the soji half of the story. We spent the last few episodes sort of getting Picard's sort of crew together. Now we can mm. kind of push forward with the with that element of the plot because it does. This episode really does move that forward. Mm. Yeah, it's, definitely. And sort of gets it going. Should we um, before we get ahead of ourselves, which we always do on the <laughs> podcast? Should we go? Should we go right back to the beginning of the episode and talk about how it? open because it, it it um so every episode of picard is sort of opened with a flashback and in this one we kind of we get a flashback that isn't really a flashback yes, because it's, it's uh... i guess well it's kind of it's a dream isn't it yeah. but it may be a kind of a it's, real memory yeah it's a dream in the form of a of a relived memory isn't it yeah yeah which a, a, a real a memory from an unreliable narrator yes yeah. because soji couldn't have been a child yeah. when that that happened but I get, but she could have been like maybe she'd just been activated maybe she was sort of quite childlike in her mind and maybe mm. her her sort of subconscious is kind of putting herself as a child in that dream mm. It's hard to say because actually in a dream you don't dream in the third person, do you? No. <laughs> Whereas, but in a, in, a, in TV, TV tropes you they do. Always do yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, but in in this episode they establish that Narek establishes that there's a there's a conflict in so in Soji's mind. So her waking persona is human, but her subconscious is synthetic. And that's mm. been suppressed, and it's trying to. Mm. It, it's by its very nature, it's it's kind of sending up little kind of clues as to what's going on, and I'm, I'm guessing yeah. this dream is part of that process, isn't it? I like the D because he kind of says, "Well, you know, it's this thing that I've discovered that she's dreaming," mm. and his sister's really dismissive of that. She's like, "Yeah, well, yeah, big deal. Get on big with it." Work. Uh, as, it, as if, like, as if yeah. she's the audience of the show. <laughs> she dreams. A recurring dream. She dreams. That's your progress. Why did he program her to dream? What function does it serve? But, but then, yeah, he sort of makes the point, well, um, but why has she been programmed to dream? Like, nothing about her is sort of accidental. What well, You know, what does this mean? Hmm. Um, and I thought that was interesting. Mm, yeah, uh, I I really liked all of the kind but of dream. Then, oh, I don't know stuff actually. What does that necessarily follow? Because she is she is mm. she has a, a personality that learns, so she has a, a learning mind. Yeah. So, I mean, depending on what you consider dreams to be, that that to me is part of of a of a process, a, a mind that processes by, that that learns by observing, because yeah. So I don't know. So yeah, so yes, because so, <clears throat> I mean, he he might be wrong. You know, she mm. might not be necessarily dreaming by design. 
but the I mean I get the the dream is sort of important to the Romulans in the end they learn yeah. some important information from it but no I, th- I I think I kind of agree with you that that actually everything we know about her it doesn't it doesn't ring true that she's designed to have dreams that will sort of subconsciously tell mm. her that she's actually a robot. A robot. <laughs> You're a robot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that doesn't totally make sense, no. does it? It seems I maybe I guess maybe we could assume she was she was designed to sort of have a subconscious but you know, it wasn't necessarily foreseen that her subconscious would tell her that she was a robot. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I... Because why would you why would you implant that? Yeah. You... Well, maybe it's more to do with it's more to do with perhaps that they've hidden it from her that she's a synth mm. rather than so like with data so, like, he, he was never with data that data never had that he knew he was an android from the get go and most of the androids yeah. we've seen know that they are whereas um, Soji doesn't so it's more that it's more that kind of whatever they've done to establish that fiction, mm. that causes the problems, I suppose. Yeah, but I suppose yeah. there has to be some part of her processing <clears throat> mainframe that has to know that it's it's um, synthetic because that mm. regulates the bits of her that are synthetic. Yeah. Well, that, that, that reminds me of another line that um, Narek says when he... he he says that it's like um, you know her mind is is constantly like bumping up against the the reality that she is a robot mm. and it's gonna come out eventually. That's that's not exactly what he says. <laughs> I just he says the oh, word bump. Okay. I'm sure, he says bump. Possibly. Her neural pathways are autoheuristic, always seeking and forming more efficient connections. Every day, that capability must bump against clear evidence that she is not, as she believes, a human being. Yeah, you're, para- um, you're paraphrasing, but you, you're yeah. correct. Ah, thank you, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm also reminded of when uh, there's a uh, couple of episodes of TNG when Data starts dreaming. I think it's a two-parter. Oh, so Data does dream? Yeah, it's... It's a weird two-parter, though, because mm. it's like, I think it's a two-parter that was never meant to be a two-parter, but the, um, but like the, the, the um, producers wanted to get another, uh, like, VHS tape that they could release <laughs> as like a sort of a TNG movie. So, because it's, it's weird. The first half, the first part is about data um, dreaming, and he has all these weird dreams. Uh, where I think he sees like a crow flying through the enterprise. Oh, yeah. Always a crow. It, and it's always on, it's always using existing sets, <laughs> obviously. Because <laughs> dreams, are, dreams are crazy, but they always happen in the main location of the TV show. <laughs> is that the one where they're at Deep Space Nine? And is it the one where Bashir helps him yeah, out? Yeah, I think it is. And then I think the second part is all about Worf going yeah. to Deep Something which seems completely unrelated to the first part, but yeah, it's a pretty tenuous two-parter, isn't it? I think. Yeah, but it's not. Um, both of those episodes are, are pretty good. They're just they're just not a two-parter. <laughs> um, but yeah, so da- so Data has yeah okay, he's dreamed in one episode. <laughs> but well, that does establish that he dreams. Yeah, yeah, 
And Sochi is a different type of synth, isn't she? I mean, she's, mm. I mean, her, it seems like her positronic brain or, or, you know, system is derived from data, but her body is different, isn't it? She's, she's flesh and blood as, ben, yeah. as, as far as we know. And, yeah. and I think, you know, yeah. when data, when they wrote the character of data, he was a bit more sort of nuts and bolts. Everything yeah. his a lot of his oh. characteristics were derived from. So he has he has like an emotions chip and stuff, and yeah. and and his his ability to his ability to dream, I think, was something that was that was put in there by Doctor Sung and could be activated at a certain point in his development. Whereas with, right. whereas yeah. with this, I feel like they're going for a bit more of a still still technology but there's a more of a metaphysical quality to what's happening with soji i think yeah yeah but is she flesh and blood uh, do you know i was gonna say that because she's she's super strong isn't she she's super if we strong. discover in this episode but she's also the, the i don't know if we're getting ahead of ourselves but the dream the um the dream leads to the reveal mm. to her when when she she sees herself on in pieces like a doll yeah like yeah. an artist like an artist maquette yeah. like yeah yes yes yeah. but then and she describes that yes yeah, she was she was in pieces like a doll which would um lend mm. itself to she's not flesh and blood and like <laughs> like we are yeah but then you could be i suppose she could be semi-organic and she so, believes that, doesn't she? Because she falls through all that stuff and she's kind of bleeding a bit when yeah, she's that's right. She is. she is, yeah. But she could well, she could be like the Terminator. <laughs> she yeah. could be like an endo uh, endo metal skeleton underneath. Yeah. Uh, with with flesh and blood on top, so she yeah. can time travel. <laughs> <laughs> um but I guess we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves because there's some other scenes yeah. prior. Yeah. There's there's a whole there's a whole bit of the episode which sets up Picard's ability to go to the artifact, the Gorky. Yes. I, I, I thought this stuff was really good. I, I liked it a lot. It uh, it was more sort of Picard and his crew stuff. There. I, I feel like what's the what's the name of Rios's ship? Is it the Serena or something? I I don't know for sure. I think it's called La Serena or something like that. Any Macarena. The Macarena. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Macarena! I played that last night while you guys were trying to sort your computer out. Um, yeah, we, we I think it just—I think it just annoyed you. From... It just—it added fuel to the burning fires of rage <laughs> that I had against my laptop, and it, yeah, I just felt like this—this this doesn't help. Rick is not taking this seriously. No. <laughs> I thought it would help, like it would lighten the mood, but it just darkened he's the not, mood. He's not trying to solve the problem. <laughs> He's playing a rage song at me. <laughs> well, what did you guys think of this opening part of the episode? Mm. Um, yeah, I I liked it, and I I liked um, what you're saying about the uh, the the sort of machinations that they have to go through to get themselves onto the board queue. Yeah, like I like that it wasn't just a case where they show up and mm. they get on, and I and it couldn't be a kind of an actiony. I don't know. They they sort of blast their way in, or they do a mm. secret heist, heist kind of yeah, a, they yeah. sneak. They yeah, yeah, because they couldn't. No, and it it wouldn't have felt that realistic was, no. that they could get past the Romulans and get on board and, and detected. Yeah, it? and like the the you know as a Picard stated, 
he's he's pretty well known. And if the Romulans don't recognise him, the Borg are definitely going to yes. recognise him. If the Romulans don't recognise me the moment that I set foot off this ship, the Borg will. The collective do not forget one of their own. Yeah, I, I liked that. I like because yeah. because uh, I think that that's what the audience would be thinking as well mm. if they came up with some sort of nonsense, convoluted way to get him on. And they ultimately Picard uses his greatest weapon uh, to get him onto the Borg cube: flipping diplomacy. Diplomacy, yes. But, they, um, but he st- he stands up poor old Raffi to do the diplomacy, which instead. is a really interesting scene. Mm. Really interesting because she's uh, she's she absolutely throws herself. She well, she kind of throws herself on the fire to help him do this. Yeah, um, she she loses contact with an old friend. Yeah, she is clearly um, distressed by the situation. <clears throat> And, and heavily inebriated. Heavily inebriated. Which I I I assumed is that uh, as a sort of reaction to what we saw in the previous yeah. episode with her with her son. Yeah. And mm. how he he kind of he doesn't want her to be in his life basically. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I took that to be she's reacted badly to yeah, that. Yeah. Although I don't. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, she well she also references it late a little later yeah. on, doesn't she? Yeah. Um. And Picard. Picard, well, he needs her to do this. Yeah. But at no point does he say, Raffi. 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 Yeah. You need a hug. Raffi, you're right. Raffi. 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 Which they opposed. Raffi. No, never again. No. Go. Don't. No, don't. Just don't touch me. Raffi. Raffi, right? Yeah. He doesn't. He, he's not like you should, because clearly she's like she's not in a good way. Yeah. yeah. Um, what just, did what did you guys think of the kind of the bit where he applauds her? Yeah, that's uncomfortable because he's clearly well. It, it's almost like he doesn't see. Mm. He doesn't see how how uh, uh, much of a bad way she's in she's just like bravo that was excellently done yeah, while like she's he's... while she's stumbling off yeah um, yeah that was we, uh, that Thank was you. that was a bit odd i thought um, yeah but... it, it was a bit sort of patronizing of him as yes. well i know um uh rick everson um who who may or not who may or may not join us later on the podcast had a problem with that scene as well. He was messaging mm. me about it while you guys were off gallivanting <laughs> around town. The cool kids were at home <laughs> talking about Star Trek on WhatsApp. <laughs> uh, but he he had said um, he felt like that was a that was a point where they really needed Troy on the bridge mm. to to kind of explain to Picard that he needed to handle that situation differently. Yeah. Interesting, but, yeah. But he didn't state that it was out of character. He no, he didn't. Yeah, because I know that you feel there's a disjoint between Picard TV series Picard and film Picard. Yes. But if you take, if you look at like um, first contact Picard, he's very, mm. very consumed, driven by um, a desire to 
fight the Borg, that he mm. he doesn't see other things around him. So, yeah. uh, I don't know. I think there's been some other episodes, some episodes that display that. So it's um, not entirely out of character for him, I would say. You could say right in the very first episode, um, Encounter at Farpoint, he talks about how uncomfortable he is around children. Mm. And you could you could say, well, that sort of translates to he's not he's not a people person, yeah. maybe yeah. at that point. I don't know. So yeah, it, it it doesn't seem massively out of character. Yeah, and he's. I mean, I guess he's also. His his relationship with Rafi is a bit fraught at the moment, isn't it? Like it's it's been damaged mm. by what happened mm. fourteen years ago. And sometimes, if you want to sort of win back someone's favor, you can overcompensate and try too hard to to yeah. Yeah. to yeah. engage with them. And and maybe that. And I'm not I'm not sure. I mean, you know, the writers of the show are very talented, yeah. and the actors are too. So I'm not saying they haven't thought of that, but. But maybe that's part of it. I mean, he's overcompensating for maybe for yeah, you know the effect a, yeah. for the effect that he's had on Rafi. His, his his their relationship has had on her because she sort of um, she sort of it's not his her his fault directly that she's in this way, but but she was working with him when the the incident went down on Mars, and he sort of abandoned her basically and. And now she's back and sort of trying to pick up the pieces of her life along the way with helping him again. And it's, I guess, seeing her like that is a reminder of what his, her knowing him has done to her. And so, yeah, maybe he's trying to just overcompensate by applauding her. Mm. I, and it's just a it's, bit out of touch. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's making me think of um, uh, times when... I've been really annoyed and angry with the kids for something. And then I felt bad about it later on. So I've overly <laughs> like praised them for something really minor. Oh, well, well done, Harvey. You've, 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 you've done that reading really well. Um, and don't worry about earlier on when you, when you punch me in the nuts five times, it's fine. <laughs> I was silly to be angry about that. <laughs> You're a great reader. It's a little bit like <laughs> a little bit, yeah, a little bit like that one. Yeah, that's how I've understood it anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's a good. I, I hadn't really thought of it like that, but yeah, yeah I th- I think that is a, that's that's the way to read it. Yeah, um, and I read, but once once that's sort of sorted, I I, I really like the the scene where Picard gets beamed onto the ball cube. I thought that was mm. that was that was really well done. Um, mm. And because I think after first contact, you you might think that Picard sort of he's had that cathartic experience with the Borg, like he's he's gone he's because and I, I know that in first contact, Picard's attitude to the Borg and what he does in that film. Some people have criticised that he sort of he kills he kills some of his crew that have been. Sim- mm. that have been infected with nanoprobes, and he says, "Well, mm. there's no helping them." Or, or worse to that effect, and yeah, and 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 you know, in in first contact, Picard's are quite a lot like Captain Ahab and the Borg are his white whale, and yeah. you get the sense at the end of that film that perhaps the experience of that film has has helped him come to some sort of point where he can accept what happened to him. But clearly, yeah, 
hasn't. His conversation, mm-hmm. his conversation with Dr. Girati just before mm-hmm. he goes to the cube yeah. shows that he clearly still bears a lot of resentment towards the Borgen. Yeah, he was very first contact Picard mm. in the in the way he delivered those lines, yeah. I thought. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And I found the whole um, experience with Hugh and Hugh showing him around and him being able to see the, the, the Borg as individual... Mm. Um, and as victims, victims he said, yes. He said, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I really liked that. Mm. I thought I thought that was a more. It felt like that was his kind yeah, of breakthrough definitely. moment with coming to terms with his with dealing with the book mm. and his experience. Showing what the Borg are underneath the victims, not monsters. Um, yeah, I I really like, and I I like that that was quite. It wasn't overplayed either. They mm. didn't have a big moment where he didn't, he didn't do a speech where he was like, well, all these years I've had such a problem with the Borg because of how uh, they turned me into a Borg and like that like totally really messed with my me. body and mind. <laughs> <laughs> but now I feel much better about it. <laughs> but like they, they you but know. It was they... beautiful. It was all in, the, all in the acting, all in the. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a beautiful piece of acting. So, uh the, the actors clearly have chemistry, uh, Hugh and yeah, Picard, and it's yeah, they really did, didn't yeah. they? What um, what did Rick? What did you think of um, Hugh and Picard? Oh, it was it was lovely. I I really liked it. I, um, consider, considering that Hugh hasn't been in a lot of episodes of TNG, it felt like it had a lot of a lot of weight. Like it, it, and it was another mm. following on from the last episode where we get we get. Picard sharing sharing a scene with Seven of Nine. Hey, it, it's just, I mean, it's a great scene, but it's also, to be honest, it's great fan service too because the fans want to see that oh, they yeah. they care about these yeah. characters and they want to know how they're doing and and it played really well and I and I think Jonathan Del Arco was was great. Like he's really kind of taken that role on and 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 you know Hughes Hughes. Um, it's, it's interesting to see Hugh at this point in his life, considering how we met him, and and that was a character that I I imagine not many people thought we'd see again. Um, Definitely, um, I know I never really thought we'd see Hugh again. Um, thought it, I, I'd I'd forgotten that he appeared more than once in TNG, but, but he only appears twice. <laughs> yeah, and I I also like it when because uh, sometimes in TV series they'll they'll be they'll sort of delay a. a plot developing for some reason like they'll they'll take a story to a point where you, you're close to finding something out or or um or you know you're really yeah you're really close to to a big point in the story of a, of a series and they'll delay it a bit for some reason and the your your protagonist won't kind of find that get to that point in the story quite yeah yet. yeah but with this like he was really helpful like there's they didn't do anything where perhaps Q was annoyed that he hadn't seen Picard for mm. the best part of twenty odd years, and he was just very grateful. Like, and and that was really nice. And um, mm. and and yeah, I really liked that. I I, I thought their scenes together were were great. Um, mm. I, I I I did chuckle to myself that much like much like the Death Star, um, 
the Borg cube is a vast is a vast ship where they have ga- where they have gangways with no arm rails, and that's a that's yeah. that's not very safe, is it? I mean, when, no. When Picard um, first beams onto the <clears throat> ship, he kind of uh, he kind of has a bit of almost like a sort of panic attack, I guess, yeah. because. Like not not unreasonably, he's he's found himself in a Borg cube again, and it's it's reminded of him of some some quite tough times. <laughs> and he kind of you know he's kind of freaking out, and they that, yeah. the, the, some Borg drones come and grab him yeah. because they don't want him to fall off. Yes, it's like well, do you know what? If you if you put some ruddy handrails around, <laughs> right. you wouldn't have that problem, would you? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> But they didn't. Assim- Borg never assimilated anyone with um, uh, like proper health and no, safety <laughs> legislation, did they? Yeah, maybe, they, they... That's, maybe that's what happened when they assimilated that Romulan ship, mm. and everything went to pot because the Romulan brains are like these particular ships. Obviously, they were really, really um, health and safety conscious, yeah, and maybe. that's what broke everything down. <laughs> they were like, "Error! There are no handrails." <laughs> That's a good point. Cracked that must it. be that's it. the mystery solved. Yeah. Health and safety sort of feedback loop. <laughs> yeah. Why? I... Why is this corridor made of ice? It's so <laughs> yeah. slippy. I mean, it looks cool, but it's uh, yeah, it's a health and safety yeah. nightmare. But I um. Going back to your earlier point, Rick, about how it that there was there was nothing, there was no contrivances or kind of co- like convoluted out of character decisions that don't make sense that stopped the plot moving forward, and that that is a a, a, a bit of a pet hate in TV series for me as mm. well. When oh god, yeah. You kind of like, oh, this is the episode oh, where those two characters are going to meet, and yeah. oh, then it's going to kick off, and you're like, oh no, they don't because. Um, one of them looked the other way at the at the wrong time, or mm-hmm. for no reason they decided I'm not going to go and meet that person mm-hmm. because they stink or whatever. And it's like, <coughs> I'm, I, yeah, I'm thinking back to um, I, I've been thinking about Battlestar Galactica a lot because mm. of uh, the the whole synth thing, and there was a bit of that sort of delaying action in the fourth season. I remember, and, yeah. and in particular in the spin-off show Caprica. Um, uh, yeah. the 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 plot really ground to a halt in the second half, and it mm. was it was all kind of it was building up to like this this kind of terrorist attack that was going to happen at a at a oh, at a um, yeah. foot, what did they call it? Uh, it wasn't a football remember. stadium. Oh, it was, was it the pyramid? pyramid. 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 Yeah, <clears throat> pyramid stadium for just episode after episode. They were just talking about it and planning it. <laughs> so just do it. <laughs> This could be a montage, and then we can get to the bit where the plot moves forward. <laughs> um, but yeah, Picard one hundred percent didn't do that. It yeah. just for for a show where I've, I've I've my had some minor criticisms of the pace. It felt like this in this situation they yeah they got on with it, mm. and that felt right because why would Picard go to the Borg cube and not immediately do the thing that he went there to yeah. do? Um, and it, yeah, he does do it. He does. And, and at I, this point, oh, sorry, yeah. Oh, actually, I just want to mention one of my favourite parts of the whole episode, where they're they are on their way to do the thing, mm. and uh, one of the Borg shouts 
uh, as they're going by, says, Lacutus. <laughs> yeah. Going, yeah. Dave? Lacutus? Lacutus? Lacutus of, Lacutus of Borg? <laughs> <laughs> Where have you been, you old son of a gun? Lacutus? Out of our way, please. It's me! Um, zero, three! Yeah, 15 of 81. <laughs> Picard would be like, hey! What have you been doing on this? What are you doing on this old cube? You're getting into trouble, no doubt. He'd be like, oh, good. <laughs> and so on. And yet Picard could have like take get it got him in a headlock and like rubbed his like <laughs> punching the stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some bants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I liked that as well. I mean I think it was it was meant to be more like maybe a bit more creepy. Than Possibly. That, but, <laughs> but it did it did come up a little bit like the cutest. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, I'll catch you later then. <laughs> yeah, I um, I I really liked the that uh, Picard and Hugh had a little hug. Yeah, yeah. And I, I read um, I read on Twitter that that was uh, that was unscripted actually. That and and that was something that um, uh, Patrick Stewart and and the 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 actor who plays you mm-hmm. um, decided that those characters would do. Mm. So they just did it, and I and, and it I, was yeah. I thought it really worked. It felt natural. It was, yeah, I, I agree. It's one of the, it, it, yeah, it's one of the most emotional moments of the episode, I thought. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, it's, um, it, was, it, was, it was lovely. Yeah. And so while while Picard um, and Hugh are, are trying to track down Soji, mm-hmm. Uh, in meanwhile, the the plot with Soji has finally got to the flipping point, and um, her and and Narek had, uh, he he takes her to a um, it's like a Romulan kind of it's like a sort of weird kind of lucid dreaming slash meditation room, yeah, slash escape grid. room, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. she's and just she, about, like he. It's he, unconventional escape room. Now I've never seen an escape room where you have to. Punch through the floor. <laughs> no, well, no. Like, you know, there's the, um, yeah, those are, those are, they're, they're very expensive to do. Yeah. <clears throat> there's, the, there's quite a few in Nottingham. There's one, there's one called Logic Lock. Mm. Uh, other escape rooms are available, <laughs> but you, you don't have to punch through the floor to get out of that one. You have to solve maths fact, problems. I think that is, that is, right? you're, yeah, you're asked uh, not to do that. You'd get kicked yeah. out if you, you punch through the floor. <laughs> But but in prior, just prior to this, Narek had kind of drip fed some suspicion about um, Soji always falling asleep when she talks to her mum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd that. forgotten about that. That I really liked that because mm. we we talked about that a bit. Before, <clears throat> and I think you'd interpreted those scenes of her as her just being like really exhausted. I hadn't. You had. I hadn't. I said there was something going wrong. Something going off. Did you? Yes, that wasn't me. I'm going to go back to a previous podcast. Okay. I'm going to put in a clip. <laughs> I think they, you're gaslighting well, your wife, Will. Well, right. <laughs> Trying Whatever. to. She's gaslighting me more like. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. But, but you, I, I think um, like one interpretation uh, that you had <laughs> of the, those scenes... <laughs> 
<laughs> that you she could was just to sleep. Yeah, that that um but but there was there was clearly something odd about the fact that every time she spoke to her mum she just fell asleep. Yeah. Uh, and that she recording wasn't of that her mum was no. <laughs> and that recording of her mum was always a bit glitchy and sinister. Yeah. Um but it felt like that was never a really a major part of the story and I, but I mm. like that we came back to that here and that was questioned and yeah and became kind of answered. <clears throat> the whole thing of it uh every single call that she has with her mother lasts 70 seconds yeah exactly I thought that was really creepy yeah really cool yes I agree I loved that <laughs> um and that she yeah she went back to to investigate that and that's when she she does like a scan on all of her old stuff doesn't she Mm -hmm. and everything is approximately 37 months old yeah i did i did find myself thinking could could the computer be a bit more precise like approximately 37 months and two weeks old (laughs) because like month is is a long time but it does say approximately yeah not exactly one one thing that I thought on her walls she's got pictures that presumably she drew as a child. Mm. What adult has pictures that they drew as a child on their wall? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Could they actually be like pictures that maybe her sister drew or something? I guess. Yeah. Again, how many pictures of <laughs> Do you have on your walls that your sister drew when she was like eight? Yeah. I mean, some Zero. people some yeah. people aren't very good at drawing, so I mean, yeah. maybe well, yeah. maybe they're just not maybe they're, they're, they're <laughs> maybe they're not a child's drawings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe they. She, she's like she thinks she's really good at art, <laughs> but I was, she draws like a child. <laughs> I was more I was more surprised by the amount of stuff that she clearly took with her to this Borg research site. It oh, seemed yeah. like she, she had loads of stuff, like so much stuff. Lovely toys. All of those photographs. And it, yeah, and the childhood drawings and the, yeah. And actual physical photographs. I mean, like most people just have all their photos on their phone these days. Well, yes, days, but don't they? things or come around, don't they? Yeah. Things, things, things come. You can replicate. I mean, like, you can. With a replicator, you can replicate photos easier. You don't yeah. have to go to to like pronto print or whatever it's called, or or click yeah. click. <laughs> get they were all the photos were all specifically thirty seven months old, weren't they? So I'm guessing yeah. that she'd she in her in her mind she thought that they were old photos, mm. but um, but yeah, surely she would have like the digital version of that photo and she she could have just take gone to the bog queue and just printed them all off at the well, yeah she like pronto print alcove want to I guess. she would that she <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe maybe people maybe physical hmm. photographs are a thing in that well in in um start the movie star trek generations picard does have a big old physical photo album does. but all of the photos have a little a little <laughs> glittery sci-fi um, surround. Yeah, <laughs> because they're, they're space photographs. Because <laughs> yeah. in the future, everyone would want to have like a, a tacky sort of glittery <laughs> surround to their photos. I would be, it would have been really cool if she had the same, <laughs> the same like awful. 
Uh, but no. No. That's um, the case. But yeah, so, I. Yeah. I liked all that stuff, and I, I liked then all of the, um, yeah, the kind of Romulan meditating, mm. lucid dreaming, kind of exploring the subconscious stuff, just because it was more Romulan stuff that we yeah. don't know about, and it, and it it just, yeah, it was just really interesting. Um, although I did, I did feel that it maybe would have been a more gripping scene if we didn't already know what the revelation was going to be because she basically sort of walks her through a dream and mm. as we said earlier in the episode she sees her uh, like a wooden doll of herself on the table and mm. that's how she sort of comes to understand that she's um she's not a synthetic. real boy yeah she's not a real boy but like as an audience you're like well i already knew that <laughs> yeah so that's not a revelation but to you're this watching guy, the, the revelation for that character aren't you yeah yeah no uh, yeah you're right i mean mm. i still really enjoyed those scenes but just might have had more of a, a punch narrative wise if you if you didn't know what it was mm. it was going to be a I, reveal. I, I yeah. guess i guess if you have a character who's because <clears throat> there has been that there was that episode of tng where um data meets the wife of Dr. Sun and it turns out that she's a she's an android but she doesn't realise right ah uh, right uh, so there's, there's, I've forgotten about that yeah yeah because yeah um, so they have sort of done that but I, I always feel like they don't want to tread on Battlestar Galactica's toes with that sort of hidden sense sort of who's, who's human yeah. who's not mm. human kind of thing which i don't know it must be so tempting and maybe they will i don't know but <laughs> especially if there's a home world yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued by the concept of a home world for the synths mm. because that's that seems to be a plot point that the romulans know about um but perhaps yeah. but but i don't think it doesn't sound like maddox knew about that when he created Sergian and no it, it... It doesn't, because he, because um, he just created those two. Mm. It seemed like in the, in the short amount of time that we had with with Maddox, he, he yeah, it says he created those two, and he must have, you know, he must have wanted one of them on that bald cube for a particular reason. He didn't, yeah, he unless didn't. he didn't send her. Hmm. Um. I mean, I who know. who does this? The the mother character is she is is it a representation of something? Because it, it's obviously mm. controlling her somehow, and Maddox is now dead and he's been on the run. He was on the run for a long time before. That's he died. right. So did Maddox have anything to do with that hologram mm. mother uh, sort of guidance bot? bot. <laughs> <laughs> or was yeah. it something that was just set up to keep her? under control and it's just mm. an automatic I don't know I wonder um, but yeah in, in that dream the, the the plot point that the Romulans take away from that is mm. that she sees like two red moons in the sky and a whole bunch of lightning mm-hmm. to which they like they, they jump to the conclusion because it immediately um, Naraxistus is like oh I need to identify a planet with two red moons and constant electrical storms. What does it mean? It means 
You found home. It's like she's assumed it's a constant electrical storm. <laughs> it's like one Bit one dream. Yeah. How does she know <laughs> it's a snapshot? Yeah. How does she know it was a it was constant electrical storms? Mm. I don't know. Could have been once in a once in a hundred years yeah. event. Maybe that's why she's remembered it well enough to be dreaming about yeah. it because it was an unusual thing on that planet. In which case, those search parameters <laughs> won't bring her much back, will they? I don't know. I have a feeling that they will. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll tell they'll they'll lead her to the put it maybe, in space Google. Yeah, she puts it in space Google. Maybe it brings back like five results, and maybe like the <laughs> third planet they go to is the one. <laughs> But but I, I was confused because when I thought that Soji and her sister were, I I don't feel like they were created on a synth homeworld. weren't they created by Maddox somewhere? Mm. But yeah, that's that's yeah yeah. Unless like, but if she was created three years ago, yeah, that's how long has Maddox been on the run? Because when did he? Because they destroyed his. They destroyed this first lab, didn't they? And he was making another one. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe, maybe they're assuming that actually, maybe they're not thinking that's where the homeworld is. Maybe they're thinking that's where the lab, where Mm. they were born, they were created was, and that could lead them to the homeworld. I. Yeah. I don't know. But no, no, because that is what they stated that they're looking for a home world, or have they stated that they're looking for where they were created so that they could stop I anything th- else? I think they've said they're looking for a home world, or, or at least like the you know, or like a sort of a base where mm. they all okay. come from, I think, or like a colony, maybe. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't know. Well, guess we'll, we'll find out, yeah. won't we? Yeah, because it, it seems like. It seems like the Romulans believe that because I'm I am a bit confused because it seems to be suggested that it wasn't the synths that directly attacked Mars; they were co-opted somehow. Mm. So who co-opted them? But I get the sense that the the Jacques Vache they do believe that it was the synths or the synths are up to something because. Because they think there's a home world. So if there's a home world, then that must mean there's some sort of organisation of sense that's doing stuff. Mm. Um, but then the Jacques Vacher kind of set up because of an ancient, long-held Romulan h- hatred of, of of synthetic life forms. So yeah. I don't know. It. I mean, it's not a bad. I mean, it's it. it, it seems, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, there's there's a lot of um, uh, story in this in this series that we haven't been shown we haven't been shown everything yet have we obviously um, yeah that's it i mean i guess it's you know it's okay to have plenty of questions unanswered at this point in the series yeah, yeah definitely uh, soon by the end we'll we'll have everything explained mm. i feel like i feel like it'll be i feel like some stuff in this some of the plot points in this in series one will be resolved and and maybe we'll get like a cliffhanger um, finale. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe maybe Where, we'll, um, like a, the Enterprise turns up or something. Like the Enterprise, oh. like the Enterprise oh, E or something. Geordie shows up and he's got two phases. Oh. <laughs> he's like, surprise, motherfuckers. 
But it's but it turns out he's he's he can see, but he's deaf. <laughs> <laughs> Unexpected twist. Ah, yeah. So he signs, um, surprise, motherfuckers. motherfuckers, and like but someone what, has to translate. Can, like, they, what's can I just hold my phasers for a second? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna see this sign. And someone's like, "What? Did, what was that?" And I'm like, oh, "Let's put it in Google." <laughs> oh, he said, "Surprise, motherfuckers!" <laughs> and then he's like, do, 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 "To be continued." <laughs> so, an, an unlikely way that for the series is, to end, but, but, hey, but a brilliant way. Possible. <laughs> um. So yeah. So um. Narek then kind of. It seems like they've they've basically got from her the information that they needed, yeah. although. I question. Yeah, yeah. I, I, if I was him, I would have, I would have maybe tried to maintain that cover a bit longer and just see if they could get a bit more of a conclusive <laughs> yeah. location for for whatever it is they're looking for, or the the yeah. homeworld, whatever. But no, he immediately um, says, uh, "You're a robot." Bye. <laughs> he runs out the room. Puts, he, puts his little box that, down. That little puzzle box, which pops open. And fires out a red gas. Mm, poison red gas, which makes you wonder, has that is that a different box or I think he pops the it... gas in there. <laughs> Pop it in. Yeah. Pop in my gas. I think pyramid. It's... <laughs> I think it's the same gas. Is it but is it though? Is it the same I wondered if it was the same uh sort of lethal gas that No, because um... that was green. Uh, okay, was I was going to say um, it wasn't that the cascade in in thing. Star Trek Nemesis mm. um, that uh, what's his name uh, Chinzane yeah. uh, releases to the on the Romulan Senate, but no, okay, I, it, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe mm, it was green. It was more of a yeah, more of a kind of cascade particle cascade thingy than gas. Yeah, I guess maybe. Although there, there are, yeah similarities. Yeah, it was Thaleron because it it's Thaleron ah. radiation in yeah. Nemesis, wasn't it? Because because yeah. um, Chinzano's ship had the same technology on a much bigger scale, the Scimitar, yeah. or whatever it was called. Yeah. So yeah, I I I, admit, I I thought that too, but but like Gemma pointed out, it's red. So <laughs> so yeah, clearly yeah. it's not the same. Yeah. It pops up. <laughs> That kind of it way, does, though, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of yeah, in the little. <laughs> yeah. Run, run, run. She she stands there for ages, like going, breathing huh? it in. Yeah. Oh, I don't care. What's this? I'll just lean over it <laughs> yeah. see if I can better look. <laughs> Soji, come on. You're a scientist. Yeah. You're synthetic, not an idiot. <laughs> um, but she then uh, she smashes her way through the floor. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty cool. Pretty I, I wasn't expecting badass. her to do anything yeah. like that. And then, um, yeah, pops down right in front of Picard. Picard's Look. like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. I'm Picard. Come uh, with me. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. And then they, yeah, there's kind of a, ch- a chase. She and... You know, she, she holds back and he's like, oh, come on. Yeah, come yeah. Yeah. And then... Much like the audience is like, come on, <laughs> yeah. the Romulans are coming. Um, and then Hugh kind of um, 
he's totally on board with all this, isn't he? And yeah. he, he opens up, he takes them to a little secret room mm. uh, where the Borg cube, uh, the Borg cube, the Borg queen um, would have hung out. Yeah. And they, he reveals a kind of a, it's like a sort of a Borg queen escape plan, mm. um, which is a uh, Takarian gateway. A tra- yeah, a trajector. Yes, that's it. Yeah, mm. a trajector. And I, I had to... Stargate. A Stargate, yeah, yeah. yeah. with a range of 40,000 light years. I I had to Google Sakaras. I, I kind of thought, this this seems like this is something that's happened uh. in Star Trek before, but uh, I don't remember it. Mm. Um, and it, it turns out it's a um, referencing an episode of Voyager. Ah. Do you, Rick, do you remember that episode at all? Uh, yeah, so I, it's an episode where Voyager's gone to a planet to trade and I remember it kind of starts with Harry Kim's on a date, and the yeah. girl he's with, the, yeah, the girl he's with takes him somewhere for, for their date, and it turns out that they're thirty thousand light years from Sakaria, um... and and so I think it's kind of an episode where Voyager has to wants to sort of and get trade something for the ability to use this technology, and it doesn't quite work out that way, and so they don't have to use it. But it establishes that it exists. So yeah, I was the same. I was the same as you guys. I, I heard mm. that name and and it didn't quite twig. But I thought that must be something that we've seen before. And yeah. Then, and it turned out it was. Which um, yeah. I mean, I like that. I, I I liked the bit where um, Hugh knew Hugh Hugh and Picard knew what the room was, even though they'd never really seen it before. Yeah. Because the memories are still with them. Which, considering yeah. considering that they've sort of been, you know, deborgified, it's interesting that like, the memories are still there. It's still, they still have mm. that. They they're not completely deborgified, though, are they? They're, they're, no, they of course. still have. So yeah, um, I mean, yeah, they still got Borg bits. Borg bits in them. I suppose Picard still has had all of his Borg bits removed, but has he he, he remembers. Okay, I didn't know. I think he has. Oh well, maybe, maybe he does have some internal Borg bits still. Actually, I don't know. I don't know. I I kind of just assumed. I I don't know that for a fact. But he Picard does seem to have. He has weird knowledge of the Borg, mm. and that that comes up in First Contact yeah. and in and it's been, in this yeah. again. Yeah, and he does almost have like a there's sort of like a residual. Uh, not like necessarily a connection to the collective, but I don't know, like a sort of an echo mm. of the collective that that haunts him a little bit in first contact. And okay, not at all in this episode, yeah. but <laughs> but it, but you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of there, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I I really like that it was a they they could have they could have just come up with any sort of weird sort of teleportation device that the Borg Queen might have had and that mm. you know that's fine that would that would have worked. I like that they dug deep into um Star Trek lore and, yeah. and brought out some technology that we had seen before. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Totally nerd tastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like yeah, they didn't have to do that. So it was mm. it was cool that they did. What did you guys think about Elnor? turning up disappearing from the i i i loved it 
he got to do something. Elnor got to do something. He did. I, I did think the, the, the bit where Picard says to him, now you stay on the <laughs> ship, Elnor. Don't they, come following me. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. come after me. Naughty boy. You'd better, at the end of this episode, if <laughs> I'm in deep trouble, you better not show up out of the blue <laughs> because I've told you to stay on the ship. And then guess what? He shows up. <laughs> Because I like, oh, you. you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for killing the bad men. Yeah. And no matter what, you do not leave this ship. Is that clear? But I, um, I was a bit confused about how he managed to sort of get there. It was a bit convenient because I thought that the Romulans had they'd given Picard some very particular beam in coordinates. Mm. I guess maybe. Did they? Yeah. No, I'm I'm saying did they have to open shields to to let him in or I was don't it just know. that you can only beam here? But there was no kind of Yeah, they did there was no like nothing to stop them from technically beaming wherever yeah, they want. They just, just that they would get cross if they did. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but maybe we can assume that um Elcar is a is a super awesome ninja assassin yeah and he can he, he can he has ways he has ways <laughs> so he, he can yeah. be wherever he likes and then he can sneak through the shadows and yeah. uh pop up maybe he's magic he's... maybe he was there the whole he's time like, hiding in the shadows yeah it sort of so puts okay. him it puts him in a more dangerous situation for the next episode mm. because now that now that um, Picard and Soji have used the trajector to go to Repenthe or something Repen- like that. At first, oh, when I first <laughs> watched it, I was like, Repenthe? Oh my God. <laughs> but uh, second time I watched it, ah, they didn't say Repenthe. <laughs> they said something like Pente. Yeah. So, so at least for this episode, there'll be two separate stories again, won't there? There'll be. Yeah. There'll be. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm scared for you. And so, I'm scared for she, even because he's the director of the project. But oh, what's going to happen? But he has him? diplomatic. He has diplomatic immunity. immunity. <laughs> oh, I was about to go off on a tangent there. Well, don't. <laughs> no, okay, do because um, I, I, I had another. Point, oh no, but... you, you, I, I can bring up this point later. Yeah. No, no, okay. Well, uh, yeah, okay. No, um, speak. Um, early in the last episode, Rick, I think you were saying that. Maybe we'll end up in a scenario where where Elcor is um uh being seduced by the by the sexy sexy Romulan lady. Yeah. And he might have, because he's sort of a naive character and he might have to deal with that. And that seems more likely now that he is in a position where he's at least gonna surely in the next episode he's gonna be getting some screen time with those other Romulan characters. Yeah, I mean I think that's I think that's part of why they they had that happen in this episode is to is to give Elnor this 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 element to his story. Um it it, seem, it seems a good choice for that character in terms of who he is as a, as a Romulan yeah. as well to meet Can other I, Romulans. Yeah. Can we decide on what his name is? It's Elnor. I'm pretty sure it's Elnor. Oh, Elnor. I keep calling him Elcor because in the Mass Effect games, there's an alien race uh, called the Elcor. Yes. Yes, there is. Nice. I read something pretty nerdy that um, in in the lang- in the Elvish language, 
uh, established by J.R.R. Tolkien, the, the, the words L and No mean Star Trek, or L means star and No means sort of tra- yeah. traveler, traveler or something. Yeah, yeah, I read that as well. I hope that's true. <gasps> that is so nerdtastic, is isn't so it? So oh, I hope that's true. Oh, yeah, that would be brilliant. They, 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 they created him in, with full knowledge. Yeah, so he was it? basically a space elf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and I, I, re, I really like Elnor. He's a, he's he's one of my favorite characters in this show so far. I like him. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like he he's been quite underused. Yes. In the last, in this episode, and the one before, um, and I, I, but I think you know that's okay because I feel like he's he's then going to get a story in mm. the next episode. It feels yeah. like that's where that's going to go. I hope so. I hope it's not going to be a kind of scenario where. Because at the end of the episode with Seven, she sort of, it, it sort of ends in a similar way where she's like seemingly going out in a blaze of glory. Mm. But, you know, I'm guessing that she was okay. Yeah. And, and El, El, Elnor's kind of doing the same thing here. I hope that doesn't mean we just leave him. He's too established a character in this series, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. They're not going to just disappear him why would you introduce a character yeah in for a whole episode and then have two episodes where he he barely gets a look in and then just have him like killed off yeah. at the end of the no, that doesn't make any sense does it so yeah i think you're right i loved the the, <coughs> like the last 15 minutes of this episode were pretty thrilling i mm. thought i was gripped by it yeah uh, and i i was i was really surprised that the plot was suddenly moving forward in that way, and we the status quo changed. You know, we're not um, we're not going to get any more sort of uh, uh, clawing romantic scenes with um, Narek and Soji now. No, P- perhaps. perhaps. Oh, unless we get flashbacks. He was very super sad about murdering her, though, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> just like just like just Dr. Like Girati was really sad. Yeah. Wouldn't they be great together? <laughs> Two reluctant murderers, yeah. oh, crying well. and boning. Um, but oh no, she's she's, um, she's boning the soulful pilot. She's all over, yeah. She's all yeah. over, yeah. The soulful pilot. I'd forgotten about that bit at the beginning. Yeah. I was trying not to think about it because that's uh, that's that's ruined my crush in some ways. Oh, bless. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. Murder. The murder was fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was totally okay with the murders. She slept with another guy. Yeah, oh, forget it. Fictional character, <laughs> crush over. <laughs> uh, I like that he was playing football. I thought that was a nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I was wondering if, keepy like, uppy. he was doing keepy uppy. I wondered if that was something that the actor could do. It did seem to be that he was doing it because it seemed unlikely they'd be like, "It's absolutely essential in this scene <laughs> that the character is doing keepy uppy." And you're going to have to learn it, I'm afraid. We're going to send you on a six-month course. And keep your peace. Yeah. Maybe that's on, his, that's on his CV. You know, like, can ride is. a horse, yeah. can do sword fighting, can do keep your peace. I, I bet it says, like, uh, um, some football skills. I bet it does not say keep your peace. <laughs> it should, because yeah. that specifies the football skills. You're absolutely right. I can't get it into the net from halfway across the yeah, pitch. But I can do like eight Which is, I believe, is, is technical <laughs> speed football-wise. Yeah, yeah, you lost me there because I don't really understand football. So, uh, 
It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down on the jargon, uh, Gary Lineker. <laughs> hey, you know who Gary, so you know who Gary Lineker is? I mean, that's the star. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, crisps. but that's based, yeah, that's crisps <laughs> and like pop culture from 20 years ago. <laughs> to be fair, if you're if you're an actor and you couldn't do many keepy uppies, you could you could put how many you could do. Because you're like, I can do yeah. 10 keepy uppies. Um building up to 10 because I, I, I had to get my eye in first. And like... <laughs> I like the idea that a director would, would read that and be like, do you know what? We can work with that. We can have him do 10, then we'll cut away and then we'll have him do another 10. And so it looks like he's done 20 and that's as many as the script says. That's fine. But what if, um, but what if the captain, what if the captain showed his vulnerability by telling Dr. Girati, well, I'm, I can only do 10. I'm not very good. <laughs> Because that would be what I would be like. My character would be like, like, well, I'm not great at it, but I try. And you know, like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> you know, it's not about how many yeah. yuppies you can do. It's about how honest you are about your ability it's to about do how much, how much uh, keepy uppy you can do with your penis. Yeah. What she would, that would hurt. That, and that's how she'd say it, and that's sort of really sexy. Well, sometimes it's sometimes. Sorry, it's, your, is this from your secret secret hey, wait a minute it's no it's, it's rick that's got the um it's got the website the erotica website <laughs> yeah, okay. oh, well, yeah. something private that you've been thinking about uh, sometimes it's keepy up in sometimes it's uh keepy downy <laughs> yeah it's depends. that one of your lines yeah it depends yeah. it depends how you like to to do it i suppose you know Sometimes it's keepy uppy, sometimes it's keepy downy, she said as she walked alluringly over to the bed with a bum out. Ah, the sex yeah. You got you sir got yourself a, a, a writing contract on my website. Uh, thank you, thank you. Oh, excellent. Yeah, I can contribute uh, like probably two articles a month. You but we'll end up same way with somebody just getting their bum out. Well, it's very erotic, so it's fine. It, it, a bum is a, is a very erotic thing. There's absolutely no doubt. It is. I mean, it is. I mean, I mean, the story would end at that point as well because how can you how can, can you, you progress that, yeah. the erotic? How can you top that? Uh, well, she, not, she said. It yeah. Is erotic and not fun. So yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You've got to keep an element of mystery it's, going on there. Yeah. It, it, it's not. It's not pornography. It's classy. <laughs> um, uh, going back to the the, the episode, do you oh, think? Yeah. Do you think? <laughs> do you think that the planet Picard has gone to is the one where Troy and Riker are? I I had a feeling it. I I was thinking that just because it feels like the right time in the series for that to to happen. Um. Because, mm. like, when else are they going to bring them in? Yeah. Uh, and it would make sense that he would maybe go, he, he, I guess if he knew they were there, he would try and go somewhere where he knew people he knew he could trust. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think maybe but, it is. Yeah. But would he bring that danger down on them? I suppose he's going to have to go there at some point. He's, he's, he he didn't want to bring anyone no. any of these old crew into it because of the danger, did he? But but he, yeah, you're right. We we've seen them in the trailer, so he does. Yeah. Unless that's a flashback. I hope not. Yeah, so do I. 
I, I, what, what would be the point? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I, I I agree with your prediction, Rick. I think that's where we're going next mm. week. When they when they set up the gateway, and they decided where to go. When did he put in the coordinates, or how how did that? Because I remember him just saying, um, when he was saying to Elnor where mm. they were going, tell I don't know. We're going to so and so. Well, I when I, did that happen? When I wondered. My my reading of that was he thought, I know a I know a safe planet where I can hide out. This place, and I'm going to go through this gateway, and wherever we end up, we will then oh, find a way okay, to, to get, get to there. That's that's what I thought. Okay. I thought he'll set a rendezvous, and then he will try and get there. Maybe not knowing where it was going to end up through that, but but assuming it was going to be some sort of civilization where mm. he could get a ship and that that was yeah that's what i thought i could be wrong though yeah okay um, because maybe maybe he was tapping away on the keyboard it was like oh, all right well it's lucky it's Picard, to... that, that you can go there because there's only three planets you can go to <laughs> by, by chance you said the one that you can go to <laughs> Oh, Soji um, says, and I, I thought this was interesting. She know she knew the range of that um, yes. gateway. Yes, she she pointedly jumps in and says, "Yeah, forty thousand light years." Its use was reserved for the queen in the event of an emergency. It has a theoretical range of forty thousand light years. Um, and she looks surprised that mm. she knew that. Uh, surely that's significant. Yeah, she had also she had knowledge of the Romulan ship that had been assimilated as well, didn't she? So she she's did. already she's already demonstrated knowledge that she can't explain. Yeah, and she knew that Romulans have three names. Yes, one for best, one, one for best, one for casual, and yeah. one for dirty, one for dirty, lucky <laughs> name. So yeah, that that yeah. implies that because I've I've heard some nerd theories that that these are sort of the offspring of Data and the Borg Queen, mm-hmm. um, but it does seem like she has that sort of preternatural knowledge. And where that comes from, I don't know. Borg knowledge would explain it. Yeah, I I I was thinking it was some kind of Borg connection because. Yeah, she, all of that information would be in the Borg mm. database, I guess. So she would know, she would know what Picard and Hugh knew of the Borg. And, yeah. Yeah. So, but I don't know. When did Data and the Borg Queen have time to? Um, well, in first con- in first well, contact, I think. Yeah. They could have done it off screen, I guess, couldn't they? I mean, all... they, it, it it was quite. Yeah, then, uh, the the Borg Queen and Data do have a bit of a thing in First Contact. They do, but but how would that have? How would any offspring of that have, have survived? Yeah, to... that's true. Yeah. But Data's fully functional in multiple techniques. <laughs> but that doesn't mean um, that he's that he has potent Robo semen in his <laughs> Robo ball. <laughs> Plus, he's got well, he's got an inflatable Johnson, hasn't he? Because we we see <laughs> come from the Johnson, does it? No, that's true. It might for it might for data. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why they did it off screen because <laughs> it would have just been really hard to see. 
Ah, can you imagine what Doctor Sung must have loved that bit of of the of the construction process? (laughs) (laughs) But today I get to make his balls and his little robo segments. (laughs) Do you know what? I'm going to make them inflatable in case of a water emergency. (laughs) And it's funny. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Any anyway. Apropos of my previous thought. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I might have been missing something from previous, from the episodes in which Hugh was in back in the day. He states that he is a Federation um, uh, citizen. Yeah, he? he does. Because unlike the rest of the Borg, he is a Federation citizen. So when does that happen? I don't know. Mm, I, so obviously, it's happened off screen. Yeah, I don't think that happened in. I think it's Descent Part Two where we last mm. see. But yeah, but he's and going, I don't he's think yeah, I don't going think back he's to a... the Borg, isn't he? To or is he? Or is, or I has think he done with that. Is he or is with he... his faction that have split up? He... Oh, I can't remember. Or is he sort of setting up like a like a separate faction of ex Borg in Descent yeah. Part? They're I think that's what he was going head. to do because yeah, they um they defeated Law and they were going to do mm. their own thing. But I mean, I guess that's happened yeah. in between. So how? What you know? How, I mean, he he obviously deserves it, but what? How? How? <laughs> yeah, how did he become a Federation citizen? I don't know. Mm. Maybe we'll find out. Yeah, I hope we see more of you. Yeah. I Actually, do. I hope this isn't the last we see of him. And I hope he's okay. I hope he's okay. Because he's in trouble now, isn't he? He is. Oh, dear. Oh, Hugh. Oh, I can't wait to see where it goes from here. Mm. I'm, t- I'm totally gripped. It's got me. Yeah. Uh, and that, that episode, uh, it's it's the Picard show has been really good at cliffhangers. I'd say from... Uh, episode three onwards. The first two episodes just stops, I think. <laughs> but from episode three onwards, there's been a pretty good uh, cliffhanger at the end, or at least a, an ending that's when you go, oh, Ooh. you know, like when Seven <laughs> showed up. And yeah. Then... Yeah. Oh, and in, in this one, um, Elnor gets to say his catchphrase. That's yes, the last he does. Line. <laughs> Yeah, what is it that he says? Please, oh, please. yeah, my choose to, choose to live. Yeah, like yeah. my friends, right. my friends, choose. <laughs> please choose to live. Please, my friends, choose to live. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very good. <laughs> Thank you. Do you know what we've been uh, recording for one hour and thirteen minutes, and I I feel like uh, we need to wrap it up. Yeah. Um and we've got we've talked about the end of the episode, so mm, it's a natural uh, this should be the end of our talking. It should be. Yeah. 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 Um yeah, does anyone have any final thoughts? Um I'm just really excited for the next episode. And uh, I feel like this ep- the series has gotten into its stride now. Um and four more episodes left. Um Yeah. That's that's a great position to be in with the series. I I was thinking that I was like, I don't want this series to end, but there are there are mm. almost half as many episodes to go. Yeah, so. or, or yeah, yeah, we're only nice. just over halfway through. It's fine, 
Uh, and this episode was um, it was slightly longer. It was 54 minutes, I think, rather than 45 minutes. So uh, that excited me because maybe the final episode could be a feature length. Ooh, that was so cool. I know, right? <laughs> Every minute counts. Every minute of Star Trek counts. Every minute. Just, just feels like it's added value of uh, the the Amazon Prime uh, monthly price. Mm. Um, but yeah, anyway, let's let's uh, wrap it up there, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to try and do this again next week, and hopefully mm. we'll we'll get it out a bit closer to the uh, to the time of the episode, and hopefully Rick Everson will be back and and awake. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> cool. But yeah, thank okay. you so much for listening, everyone. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Yeah, bye. bye. Do you realise how incredible this is? It's tradition. You ever noticed her bum? What? Her bum. Oh, no. I will say. I will say. Fewer things. Fewer things. Okay. Enough of this self-indulgence. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.loweredexradio.co.uk. You can reach us on the Twitters at at 10 backward, 10 being the number and backward being the word backward. We're also on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10 backward podcast. You can also email us at crew at loweredexradio.co.uk. On a personal, individual level, my Twitter is at Will Turland. Rick Everson's Twitter is at TrekFanRick. And Rick Palmer's Twitter is at Mr. Imhotep. Hi, thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you might consider supporting us. We have now have a Patreon uh, where people can uh, pledge small amounts to fund uh, ongoing projects like uh, keeping our website up to date, uh, Um, new audio equipment as we're going along and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content Uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash lower decks radio if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us we would love if you could subscribe to us or however get your podcast through itunes stitcher google play or we're on various third party apps and if you could leave us a review on any of those that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative Thanks again for listening, and please tune in for more podcasts from the 10 Backward Crew. Let's make sure that history never forgets the name. 10 Backward? Laddie, don't you think you should rephrase that? 10 Backward. 10 Backward. Please, my friends, choose to live.